0: Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. It's Wednesday, the seventeenth of July. Joining me once again this week is Andrew from Roy's View. From uh, we're going to talk about all the latest news with the Blades. Uh, obviously, starting to have some preseason friendlies now. I was at Burton yesterday, so uh, a few thoughts on that game in this one. Uh, the club record signing of Callum Robinson is discussed, along with uh, Ravel Morrison, who signed a couple of days ago as well. Um, and then, yeah, towards the end of the podcast, we also go through. Uh, each position in the squad I guess and give a, a quick rating as to how how Premier League ready we think we are um, across the whole squad and uh, yeah discussing a few areas of weakness I suppose that we may need to still strengthen in the rest of this transfer window and um, the areas that we think we're, we're pretty well set I guess for the Premier League as well. So yeah just, just before I start though I just want to give a quick shout out to a couple of people who... Um, Successfully named every player that were uh, it was in a photo that I tweeted with the link to the podcast last week, which is um, yeah, it's Jagielka catching the ball against uh, against Arsenal in the game that he played in goal, uh, not the game against Wigan where he also sort of caught the ball. Sorry, had to do that. Um, but yeah, Simon Bergen was the the first one to name every single player in that in that picture, and um, quick name check for Matt as well, who not only did he successfully name every player, all six of them. He also got Lee Mason, which is um, impressive because you can just see the top of his bald head. So well done to uh, everyone who uh, who got out right, but uh, those two are quickest off the mark. So just a quick shout out to those. Um, thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BladesPod. You can follow Andrew at Panchero. And, uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. We'll be back with another episode um, in in one week or possibly sooner if something else super significant happens before then. But, yeah, here we go. Thanks a lot. Joining me once again, it's Andrew from Roy's Views From. How are you doing today, mate?
1: I'm doing fine, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, as as we are just discussing, getting uh, bombed with hay fever at the minute. So <laughs> I apologise if I sound like I'm recording this whole thing whilst squeezing my nose. In fact, that probably is exactly what I'll be doing, but <laughs> hopefully everyone can still hear it. Um, right, well, stuff is happening now. Pre-season is underway. We've actually... United have played two games since we last spoke. Uh, there was the the win over Real Betis last week. Is it Betis or Betis?
1: Betis, Betis. Betis? Betis. I always said Betis, but I don't know if that's just me trying to sound a bit more intelligent than I actually yeah, am. So. A modern man. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah, United won, uh, won their friendly in Portugal uh, against the Liga team uh, with David McGoldrick scoring. Then last night, uh, unfortunately, lost to Burton Albion of League One, uh, also a friendly... Um, I was at that one uh, you obviously were not and I guess I guess not able to get a stream of a No <laughs>
1: amazingly, it wasn't on ESPN that game last night so
0: <laughs> um I've got some thoughts I'll just lob in around that but I think the main probably starting point is uh United's newest record signing joined on Friday last week is of course Callum Robinson from Preston North End for uh, and not confirmed, but supposedly around kind of eight million pounds. Um, this came a little bit out of nowhere. I think is is that fair to say? Did you have any kind of inkling that this one was happening?
1: No, not at all. I think everyone was so preoccupied with Morpe and um, McBurney. Yeah. I I, I didn't. I think it just came. I think obviously there was a rumor, a Premiership. Oh, sorry, Sky Sports had reported that there were a Premiership club that had, had a bid accepted, and I think a lot of people presumed it was Norwich. Yeah, um, because of the interest he had before, um, but yeah, and, I th- and then obviously it turned out it were us. And yeah, I'm delighted with the signing. I don't know about yourself.
0: Yeah, no, I really am. I think he's, um, I, I think he's a really, really good player. I mean, I, I think I probably, I can only remember seeing him play in the two games against us last season. I don't remember the time before that, but he's one of these players that's like um, persist, uh, consistently pops up in all the sort of. Uh, I guess all the kind of uh, uh, the metrics that you'd look at for an attacking player and you know you see his kind of his kind of goals highlight reel you know there's there's all kinds of goals in there you know scoring from both feet scoring from outside the area poachers finishes ones where he's like running onto through balls and you know being one-on-one with the goalkeeper and yeah I mean I I just remember the the game at Bramwell Lane last season where uh, we beat Preston and it was so obvious that he was their best player and all right maybe that's not Maybe that's not saying. If you just take that statement, it's like, "Well, the best player for a mid-table team." Like, how good is that, really? But it was like, "Oh, you know, I really, really like us to have a player like that. Someone who is, you know, supremely comfortable on the ball is sort of drifting into all these kind of, uh, you know, quite dangerous spaces. I suppose the sort of sort of spaces you see Duffy popping up for for us, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I I'm just really, really happy. It just fits like it fits what I kind of wanted us to do. You know, try and Basically, pick off the cream of the championship because that's the market that we, you know, can play in if you like. Because um, we know they're going to be good. If we end up going back down, he's, he's young as well. He's only twenty four. Um, so yeah, I just uh, I think it's a, a, a sort of absolutely no downsides to it at all. To be honest, Nah,
1: I think uh, I think Jay tweeted in around November or something about um, how he, I think he said that that would be the ideal fit. I think that was last year or something like that. Uh, Callum Robinson. Would yeah. fit into our, you know, the way we play better than anyone else. And after watching him myself, and to be honest, the first time he'd really come onto my radar was when we played him last season. Yeah. Uh, and then I followed him, you know, the games that they had on telly and stuff like that. And then, to be honest, the thing that really struck out for me is the last couple of times I've seen him play for Ireland, who they don't, you know, they're not the best side or anything like that. But he was the, the biggest spark of the Ireland team. And, you know, when they played Denmark and when they played uh, even Gibraltar, he was the one that I thought, yeah, he looks like he can do something, you know. And since sort of watching that and, you know, culmination of reading stuff about him, he was the one that I wanted to sign pretty much, even above Morpé, to be honest, personally. I'm not saying he's a better player, but I just think there's a lot of potential there, a lot of potential to be, you know, even better than everything that he's shown so far.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, yeah, it's he's, he's that kind of, I mean, he is, I guess he is sort of notionally a forward, uh, but he's not like, you know, the Sharp esque poetry. I'd say he's probably more of a, um, a McGoldrick type that's going to sort of drop into those dangerous areas like like he did very very effectively for his last season and you know get on the ball make things happen you know he's the kind of player that can create a shot out of nothing and yeah I mean we saw a, he came on last night against Burton and I have to say actually, it, was, it was quite an entertaining friendly I've been to some friendlies in the past that's like you know players properly going through the motions but you know I'd say both teams play with quite a lot of intensity and I mean you know i really should have won I don't, I'm not totally sure how we yeah, did, to I to yeah
1: obviously I didn't go myself but I would. You know, looking at the tweets and stuff, and it was shot after shot after shot after shot. Then all of a sudden, two one bird, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it was,
0: it was a bit attack against defense. I mean, I, I, how uh, how how disgusted are you that we uh, we didn't win that friendly? Honestly?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's season over, isn't it? I think already. <laughs> do, do you know what? Honestly, I, I think there's a lot of humor going around. People say it's you know the worst result ever and stuff, and but there are two or three people that I've seen who say, this is just not good enough. You know, <laughs> you think, what What are you talking about? I mean, we beat Betis on Friday, I was reading, never go on the Facebook groups, is my sort of, uh, because you'll just end up being furious after. But there were people saying, yeah, we were rubbish, it's not good enough, we should be putting more past a team like that. And it's like, this is Real Betis, Betis as I call it. <laughs> uh, the, you know, they the beat Real Madrid last year, I, I just drives me insane. I, I think I'm a very negative Sheffield United fan. Well, I class myself as one. But compared to others, I'm you know in a they're in a different league to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, would I? Would I rather we won every friendly game? Of course, I would. I, you know, win, winning is nice. That's that's kind of the whole <laughs> point of playing football. But you know, it's a friendly. I, I just didn't.
1: Care Did we at all. not lose a game? I think we won pretty much every friendly under Atkins other than the last one, which were a draw against Newcastle. I and mean, we were all yeah you know, this, and then we lost four 0 to Gillingham first eight season. Yeah, so
0: that, that does ring a bell actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I guess the sort of. If you wanted to be super negative, it's like we, we very much tried to win that game. We were not sort of dossing about or anything like that. I mean, mm. I, actually, I will say that um, I think we took some risks with possession around our area, which uh, probably we would not do in a Premier League game. And that kind of led to some of their chances. But yeah, McGoldrick was fantastic. It was great to see um, Luke Freeman in, in red and white for the first time. You know, at last, fulfilling yeah. his destiny. Um, And he linked up brilliantly with Stevens. Um,
1: I heard Kieran Freeman played well, didn't I? I mean, that's just from things that I read.
0: Yeah, he did all right. I mean, he was only on the pitch for about half an hour, I think, towards the end. It was like the... uh, I think we made about um, seven or eight changes at once. Yeah. Maybe nine changes, actually. Um, Yeah, I'm just trying to think who else kind of stood out. Kieran Bryan, I mean, he played most of the game, but... I don't know. I didn't think he was. He looked like he was struggling a little bit against some of the Burton strikers, and it's actually in the uh, losers'
1: Brayford for the equalising goal from the corner. He's um, alone, don't he? I? I think he needs to go out and get some game time just to see how good he is, because obviously yeah. he's not played for the season now, is he? So.
0: No, exactly. Um, yeah, McGoldrick probably should have had a hat trick in the first sort of 20 minutes or so, but he is just. I mean, this is the thing. It's it's what is it like? Three or four months? Is it no? Sorry, not quite that long. Two months or so since uh, got to see the blades in the flesh, and you know, yes, it was only Burton in a friendly, but you're just watching him knock the ball around with such ease and skill, and like the movement and the flicks and stuff. And it's like, oh, I miss, I miss this. I miss
1: yeah. You know, I, I miss the...
0: watching the Goldrick do his stuff. It's amazing.
1: I watched the the, the game the, the game on Friday night and. We weren't at his best, but there were little, you know, moments and flicks and things, especially like between Duffy and Freeman in the second half, and then in the first half, you know, Kieran Freeman getting forward and, you, and McGoldrick in particular when he came in the second half, and you, and you do sort of forget how this team is. If you think about, I mean, I don't want to, I hate all this sort of, you know, oh look how far we've come and stuff, but three years ago compared to now, how much that's changed is just. This is why I can't understand a lot of the negativity about at the moment because we've come on. It's such really good football to watch, and we've come on so much. Yeah.
0: I know i i I mean this is a, a what was quite encouraging for me was this is obviously a, a second preseason friendly and you know there's a couple of new players in there already and it's it's like you can see there; are, the system is still there. You know the kind of rotations mm. on the wing that we go through, and you know pinning teams back, and you know players dropping into uh, dangerous positions, and kind of you know moving the ball around. It, it, yeah, it was uh, it brought back good memories from last season. So I, I'm encouraged it, it
1: was to interesting. I, f- I saw a few fans saying, "Oh, Wilder's going to give him a bit of a, a rollicking for that." And and then I, I don't know if you saw his interview. He was yeah. he was really quite complimentary on the whole of the of the performance because I were expecting. From what I'd read, you know, he was going to come out and say, this is not good enough, we need to improve. But he was actually pretty happy with the display, which sort of, you know, it, it goes along with what you're saying as well about the performance.
0: Yeah, I I, mean, I'd, yeah, I agreed with that. I, I was pretty happy with what I saw, to be honest. I mean, we conceded a goal from a corner, which was pretty poor, all right? But, you know, it was a, it was not a corner. Even their striker said it was a goal kick at the time. And yeah, then, I've heard uh, about this, yeah. The winning goal was an absolute stunner. Yeah. Um, I think Regan Slater probably didn't cover himself in glory, but um mm-hmm. that guy Harness was uh comfortably their best player and possibly I don't know how old he is actually but potentially one to uh, keep it. Yeah, I know
1: that I got the view from after and um a couple of their fans were praising uh, him. I've never heard of him to be completely honest with you. I've got I've gotta be honest.
0: Yeah, before <laughs> last night and but it it was pretty obvious he was their best player and yeah.
1: Yeah, they're all really excited about him anyway, so mm.
0: Um, and yes, as as part of this friendly, Callum Robinson made his uh, his pre season bow. He came on for about uh, fifteen twenty minutes, and yeah, just immediately uh, it was like, oh, this is why we signed him. You know, just very very lively, exciting. You know, a couple of um, a couple of kind of runs from from quite deep, from near the halfway line with the ball, where he, you know, basically took on a couple of men, got to the byline, and uh, Leon was so close to having a tap in from his. It would have been it would have been his assist. Obviously, the defender just yeah. managed to get a boot in the way, and yeah, he he just looked um, he looked like everything that we we kind of want, really. You know, fast, skillful, very kind of technical on the ball, uh, linking up well with all his teammates already. So yeah, encouraging start. If, and, if uh,
1: there were one negative at all, I mean, it's not a negative, but last season I think we did say a few times we we do like that play to stretch a game and we can take a couple of people on and. Sort yeah. of get us up the pitch a bit quicker and, and things like that. I know there were a few games last season where we felt we, we like that. And uh, you know, especially with this signing and and touch woody for Ravel Morrison comes off as well. We've probably got a couple of players there. And I don't want to jump ahead, but obviously the Moose thing as well. These are all players. You know, with a bit of pace and a bit of something something completely different to what we had last season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know what. Uh... If you want to give a bit of insight onto what Preston fans were saying about Robinson, because a couple of them did say to me on Twitter, like, oh, you know, he's not actually that quick. Um, And I thought, oh, okay. I I mean, to be fair, I never really thought of him as being like, you know the no. on the shoulder, of the last defender type play. You know most of the times I've seen him, he's, he's picking the ball up deep. But then, um, you know when you watch the highlights and when you watch him last night, it's all like he's pretty quick. To be fair, I think he's,
1: I think what, what, what they were saying on the view from a lot of people is he's quick over a, a very short distance. Ooh. You know, he's he's quick over maybe t- he's not a hundred meter sprinter or anything like. He's not Luton Shelton or <laughs> anything like that. But he he's got that little bit of turn of pace very quickly, which I can't think of any other players in our team who has actually got that sort of, you know, get the ball, and then a couple of seconds later, they're far in front of the, the defender or anything like that, so, yeah, I mean, the, the majority of the views were absolutely phenomenal for him, you know, it we're, were really sad to see him, they, they think even at 8 million we've, you know, got to steal, uh, I, I think that there was only a couple of people who said he wasn't premiership class and I don't think you can tell that until they play in the league anyway, to be honest. Yeah, know, how can you say that someone's not premiership class? He, he's only young as well, obviously. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm delighted with that sign. I really am. When, when, I, when the, the news came through and I the rumours that they were going to Norwich, I was a bit a bit gutted, actually, because I thought, I can see him fitting into Norwich. He sort of, you know, that's, they play a very fast sort of attacking-based football, and I was actually a bit gutted. So when it came to us, it was, yeah, yeah, double sort of joy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and if you look at it as, um, you know, say 13.5 million or 14 million thereabouts for uh, Robinson and Freeman, you know, two of the best attacking talents in the championship last season. Mm. I mean that that not only seems like great business, but also underlines how far we've come in a few years, doesn't it? That we we're in a yeah. position where we're like yeah, two of the uh, two of the best attackers in the championship. Yeah, let's just go and uh, go and pick those off, and we'll uh, we'll have those. And uh, yeah, the again players that make us a bit younger as well. And I think what you said there is is such a great point about um, you know we've kind of I think for a few years the main criticism that people have about united squad i guess is this lack of pace like you said we mm. don't have we don't have a player to really stretch teams and i mean to be honest it was probably it was probably leon really wasn't it for a while i mean yeah, I'm, I'm yeah sure some definitely. Pe- i sure people... se-
1: the season before last i think yeah, yeah. definitely he was the one who uh, yeah causing problems with you know the, the pace that he did have
0: exactly and i'm sure some people will scoff at that the idea of you know 34 year old leon clark being the you know stretch the defense option but genuinely he was mm. you know he's either, yeah, he was completely. the timing his runs really well or just being a bit faster and stronger um but suddenly we have quite a few options here because yeah you, you name checked a couple already and um i think we can talk about the next one now which is uh ravel morrison has now yeah. has been uh, i guess on trial here for a few weeks and as of uh monday i believe it was um he signed a one-year deal with an option for a club option that is for a second year so very similar to um I thought there was a lot of parallels here with uh, with the McGoldrick deal last year where we did exactly the same thing. You know, he's a player who is, I don't want to say washed up, but I think that is a, a label that you could throw at him. Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Who, you know, comes in on trial for a few weeks, uh, obviously impresses enough, and then gets... I, I love the... And this is a super optimistic take, but I really like the... It, it just seems like the, the club has done really smart business here where it's like... You know, we're not tying ourselves to something that could come back to bite us. I mean, the best case scenario is Ravel Morrison earns a long-term contract with us because he will have done very, very well, which is exactly what McGoldrick with uh, Goldrick did. And if he if he doesn't, then we will, uh, you know, say say farewell and good luck. And yeah, I yeah. just it, it just smacks of like really, really smart recruitment and planning. To be honest, I mean, yeah, as I say, maybe that's the most optimistic take possible, but. It just seems like such a low-risk, high-potential signing for us, and I do like those kinds of signings.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, I, I've seen some of the tweets from uh, neutral football fans, uh, mm-hmm. where, because obviously the, prim, the official Premier League, every time a signing goes in, they'll announce it, and then you'll get the comments. And I, I was quite surprised at how many people were saying, oh, it'll be good to see him back in the Premier League. You've got such, pretend, you know, such a, a good play. You've obviously other people as well who were saying, oh, they're scraping the barrel there and, and what have you. But... I was quite surprised at how much sort of how many people actually want Ravel Morrison to do well. Ex-Man United fans, or even ex-West Ham fans, ex-QPR fans, all the teams that have sort of got some sort of link to him, all seem to have a, a bit of a it's a bit of a Paul Gascoigne thing. I don't want to compare him to Paul Gascoigne as a player or anything, but it's that sort of people want him to do well, which yeah. is nice because with a play with his sort of baggage, you'd have thought a lot of them saying, "No, oh, he's a waste of space," which a few were to be fair, but on the whole. I felt like the comments that I saw were, were really, really good from 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 other fans, and yeah, I, it's what like you say, it's a it's a low risk. It's exactly the same as Bergaldrig, same contract, year contract. I can't see the negative. He's not going to be on loads of money, I, 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 and and it could turn out to be an inspired signing
0: yeah I, I i would i'd temper the people i've seen quite a few like you know if this works out we'll have a 40 million pound player on that so like, <laughs> yeah yeah okay that that is that is definitely one possible outcome um <laughs> yeah. probably a more realistic one is if he can just be yeah a bit of a. I mean look he's, he's almost certainly be a bit squad player isn't he? he's going to be somebody to you know play the odd game here or there come on yeah. as a uh you know something to try and change a game for us rather than yeah just absolutely running the show but yeah i, I guess just to give a quick potted history obviously started at, at man united uh moved to west Ham in 2011-12 and then uh yeah things kind of i guess went downhill a bit for him he moved back to the championship on loan with birmingham qpr cardiff uh ended up in Serie A with lazio uh, and then he's been in Mexico, and finally with Östersund uh, in Sweden. Um, I mean, there was some. I think there was some Östersund comments saying he's like not fit or something like that. But that doesn't yeah. seem to be the case at all. Since early... I put the
1: those views on, actually, I've um, read someone else. Uh, I can't remember where this this is from. I apologise for not name dropping the person, but someone on Twitter was saying that they spoke to, uh, they, or oh, they live in Sweden, a Sheffield United fan, and they said that. Um, yeah, they've heard exactly the same. He's not. It wasn't fit. You know, he had to come off after games. He was in middle of games. He was, you know, playing 60 minutes, and he just wasn't up to the pace of things, which is obviously a massive worry. But I just don't think we'd have signed him if if that was such an issue. I just can't see Wilder going along with that whatsoever. Yeah. I, I, re- I mean, they said the same about McGoldrick, didn't they, as well, the year before, mm. you know, with Ipswich. So yeah we'll have to see but as I say, if he plays more I think you hit the nail on the head he's going to be a squad player if he plays more than 10 games that's you know he'll have done well really yeah
0: thereabouts I, are they? I think
1: yeah I, I think if he, if he can add I mean we all know that he's probably going to be the most talented player in the squad so we we there is a lot to come from him I'm not expecting loads and loads and loads but who knows he might just get that one little bit of magic that keeps us up you, he's one of those sort of plays he's not a He's going to do the donkey work. I wouldn't have thought, or anything like that. He's there for that little bit of magic that can maybe turn a game.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to gloss over his off the field stuff because mm. uh, I try and I try and be upfront about these kinds of things. And you know, particularly had quite a long uh, uh, a long discussion about that when we signed Medine. I think, but I, I yeah. think this is one where. Uh, if anyone's like, oh, it might be a disruptive influence in the dressing room, that doesn't seem to be the case whatsoever. All his problems seem to have been off the field. No, no, go ahead.
1: Sorry, you broke up on those lines, <laughs> that's all. I thought you <laughs> stopped speaking, that's all. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I think from what, what I'm reading in that sort of sense, I think everybody liked him. I don't think he's got any, I, as far as I know, I don't think he's got any issues in terms of team morale or anything like that, or he's had any sort of bust-ups with players or managers. I think it's it's a completely different sort of mental side that he needs to sort of correct or, you know, get right before.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you look you look back at the, the things that he was... Um uh charged with i guess which was uh witness intimidation back in 2011 mm. i mean he i don't want to uh dismiss this as it were but he was very young you know he was like 18 19 at this point yeah. um and then he was involved in uh common assault he was charged with as well but he was actually um, found not guilty and cleared of all charges on that one yeah. um yeah i don't want to like I want to put those in there to make sure people are kind of aware of what's gone on here. But, you know, it, it does seem like these are things that uh, it kind of seems like he's, you know, sort of gone away and basically got himself in a better place in the last few years. And, you know, that that's, can only be a good thing for, for him personally and and hopefully for us as well, I
1: suppose. Uh, yeah, I think Gary Medin came in more baggage. To be honest, in terms of, well, where would you start? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, with, with the stuff that he did, and obviously the things he'd said, and things like that. So, I, I've got, I, I, don't think he's going to cause a problem in the dressing room. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I can't that touch wood. You know, but I think the, the main problem is just going to be getting his head on the on the football i don't think he's going to be a problem i don't think he's going to you know upset the dressing room or anything like that
0: no me neither and uh yeah he had a uh small injury i believe um which has kind of ruled him out of the last two friendlies but yeah hopefully be seeing him in action pretty soon i think um yeah hopefully yeah yeah so that that's two of our uh you know kind of uh speedy skillful attacking players that we've signed and uh, yeah, news today of a, a third one potentially on the way, and that is uh, Mister Lee's Mousset from um, Bournemouth, who is is a player I was vaguely aware of, but um, yeah, full disclosure, it was it was a pretty vague awareness to be honest. That extended to once signing him for Sheffield United on Football Manager, um, so you know, I kind of like uh, just what were you on,
1: like on that, were, were, were you good on that? Or? It was
0: pretty decent actually.
1: All oh, right, we'll
0: sign him then. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> But yeah, that that kind of uh, extended into me keeping an eye out. For, you know, if he comes off for Bournemouth and Bournemouth, I was watching Bournemouth. I'd be like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. just to see how he gets <laughs> on. Um, now, about uh, I think about a month ago, uh, I think I was doing a podcast with Jay, and uh, I said, you know, at some point this summer, we're gonna sign a player that um, everyone loses. Well, not everyone. A proportion of our fans lose their mind over, and they're like, who is this guy? What? Why are we wasting money on him? This is a waste of a signing. What is the point of signing this player? And here he is. Enter. Yeah, this is it. This is him. Yeah, Enter Mr. Mousse. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, obviously, everyone. I did this exactly the same as everyone else. Straight onto Wikipedia, looked at his goal record, and I thought, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Yeah. But then, obviously, you look deeper into it, and that's a completely misleading stat and everything. So, what, what, what was your initial take when when the news came through?
0: I think it's a punt. Um, I, I'd be stunned if we're paying ten million for him, as was initially reported. Yes. It might be up to ten million. With uh, you know, again, like the Morrison thing, where it's like if it reaches that that peak, then uh, we'll have we'll have done
1: well out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, it, it, the the alternative view is that ten million is actually not that much money to us anymore, which is possible. I guess. Yeah,
1: it's weird saying that Sheffield United, isn't it? Ten million. Yeah, it's only ten million. It's yeah, fine.
0: Million, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's. I think it's a punt because there's there's just not much evidence um either way on him to be honest. I mean he's he's twenty three. Uh he has as you say, he has a if you just look at it, it's an appalling goal record in the Premier League. <laughs> I think what is it, like three and forty eight games, something like that? Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. three and forty seven, sorry.
1: Forty seven is it, sorry.
0: Yeah, but then if you actually look at it, as you said, so last season, 24 Premier League appearances, one goal. Well, that's terrible. That is the worst Premier League strike of all time. <laughs> and then you look at it, and uh, 24 Premier League appearances, 345 minutes. So it's it's less than four full games. And if you do it on the last two seasons, it's 926 minutes. So just slightly over 10 full games. So that's, that's three goals in 10 games, basically. <laughs> However, obviously, ten games is not really a sample to draw a conclusion as to a player's ability. So I don't know. We, I think it's just it's one of them where we just have to you know trust that um, uh, the the manager and the recruitment team will have basically done their diligence on this. And it sounds like, from what I understand, we've been keeping an eye on him for quite a while. So you know, this is not a mm. uh, a panic buy or anything. It's not like oh my god, we're not we're not. Morepay's going to go somewhere else. Quick, let's let's buy another French striker immediately. So <laughs> he's an excellent one I've seen
1: conspiracy list. theories. Actually, I've I've heard the conspiracy theory that we're signing him so Morepay's got a mate for when he comes in. So, <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's how it works. Obviously, deals. You spend ten million pound just to get another twenty million pound player. Obviously,
0: that is not the most cost-effective way <laughs> of uh, of building a football team. I don't think. But um, yes, yeah, it, it feels like it feels like
1: a pun. Um, I'm looking. Sorry, have you got? Have you seen his goal record for? I, I might pronounce this long, but La Havre. Is it? Yeah, in League Two because that's fourteen in thirty-six, which is obviously a lot better. I'm not sure of the standard in the French second division, but
0: yeah,
1: and, and I think he's got a good record for the under 21s as well, aren't he? I think he's got five in nine for. Something like that for the French under 21. So th- there is a player there. I think it's pretty obvious.
0: Definitely. I, I worry that people are going to instantly draw. <laughs> this is so lame. I can't believe I'm saying this. People are going to be like, ah, French striker that most of us have never heard of. It's the new Christian Nardi. It's exactly
1: what I said jokingly. <laughs> but it, it, I did say the first thing that came to my mind was, ah, that sounds like Christian Nardi. He, he was were good, weren't I? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, think, um, I think it will just be, I think it will work out fine for us he could potentially be something really good. But, I mean, Bournemouth spent £7 on him a couple of years ago. So, you know, Bournemouth have had some slightly dodgy transfers, I'd say. Quite
1: erratic, aren't they? um, Yeah, they they actually have
0: have the money to be erratic, I think. But Yeah, that's true. You know, Eddie Howe generally knows what he's doing, I think. And, I mean, you know, partly the reason he's barely playing for Bournemouth is they have two very good strikers in uh, Callum Wilson and uh, Josh King, who basically are playing ahead of him. They also spent an absolute bomb on uh, Solanke from uh, Liverpool, who I, I don't know if he is actually good, but they seem to keep playing him even though he never I scores. I think their so.
1: fans are saying the same as that. That when, when the, I've obviously got a couple of views lined up in case he does sign, and I th- their fans were saying, Solanke's not shown anything so far, but hopefully he's better. You know, the So I, I think they're in exactly the same position as what you've just said. Is he any good, Solanke? No one really knows because... He's not really proved anything so far in the Premier League, at least. Yeah.
0: but yeah, Musa is another of these, um, you know, quite direct, strong, fast, uh, technical players. Just, just like the previous two we were talking about. To be honest, I mean, yeah, his, his goal record is not not great so far, but just an, another player that gives us um, an option up front. You know, the I looked at these three players, and you can lob Luke Freeman into this as well, and they fall um, they fall into the thing that we all said in January of like. The kind of player that United are lacking is this, like, you know, just give him the ball, create something out of nothing, you know, beat a man, get a shot in, go past a player. And we've, like, you know, we, we kind of wanted Kieran Dowell to be that, and I, I don't think he totally was. I mean, I think he, no. he, he did okay. It wasn't wasn't great. But these four players um, very much feel like they fit that mould, and that is, um, yeah, that is, that is quite exciting. I think... Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just shout out Jay here, actually. Uh, a good tweet earlier saying, uh, you know, Bournemouth were, after they got promoted, they ploughed money into attacking areas and bought Pacey mobile options who could play across the front line and provide a goal threat. You know, I very much look to be doing the same. And yeah, that's that absolutely sums it up with those four, four signings, four out of our five signings so far. All fall into that category of like he
1: summed it up there for me. I think that yeah. we are definitely following that sort of blueprint that worked for Bournemouth when they came up. I think they had a bit more money to spend and definitely. maybe could have, you know, they're obviously their uh, scouting goes a lot wider than England, uh, you know, unlike ours. But I think we are definitely trying to follow that model.
0: Yeah. And uh, I'm on board with that. That sounds great. You know, give give me more uh, fast,
1: skillful, attacking players. Yeah, we... yeah, it's better than signing like big strikers, you know, as we did, you know, for many, many years under Blackwell and Warnock. And you're thinking, yeah, he'll, you know, he's a nuisance. but
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, It's what well, you we...
1: should say, by the way, about the uh, due diligence thing about, uh, you know, we've been tracking him a long time. My friend messaged me earlier um, and he he said that uh, when we sold Brooks, he, he had a message from someone on the... I can't remember. Some Facebook group, and they said, "Oh, well, I've heard you're getting Moose set on loan as a, mm. a, you know, as a as a swap Sweetheart. thing." So I wonder, I wonder yeah, I wonder if this has been going on for, or has been a target for a long, long time. I mean, it could just be rumours, obviously, but
0: I think he has. I'm sure I read that somewhere earlier that you know we, we've had our eye on him for a little while, which is mm. is it's kind of yeah, it's, oh, that's kind of classic Wilder, really, isn't it? You know, there's, yeah. there's been yeah. many players that we've we've had our eye on for a while, and all right, some of them didn't really work out, like uh, Ryan Leonard, for example. But
1: yeah, yeah, I, I um. I think Luke Freeman's been on his mind for at least over a season.
0: It's been on my mind for about seven seasons. <laughs> so. yeah, that, yeah, that was, a, oh, I have to say, that was a great, great moment for me personally, just seeing Luke Freeman playing last night. You know, I was like, yes. Yeah,
1: at last. Yeah.
0: And he uh, he looked very good as well. Um, so, yeah, that that's still to be confirmed, the uh, the Moose signing. But um, it was, yeah, a few people saying that a bid has been accepted today. So,
1: We'll see how that goes. It seems and, yeah. pretty legit, I think, because you know, Sky Sports. although it's not just Sky Sports. I think even Sheffield Star are doing a, a piece about you know, you know, his career and things. I think it's. I think this will happen, to be fair.
0: Yeah, and uh, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, S2Stats as well for pointing me in the direction of a correct pronunciation of uh, Lise Mousset.
1: Really? Say, I, don't know, I, I think I pronounced it in four different ways already, so I'll, I'll have to get yeah, yeah. The spelling it's as well, yeah. It's,
0: two, it's not two, even two that S2. complicated, but it just, it just is. I think it's because yeah. we're, we're used to everyone being called John and stuff for the last It's
1: been a while since we signed a foreign player, so yeah.
0: It is. Uh, I wonder who that would be. That's
1: Any a good idea? question. Um... I don't think we've signed one under Wilder, so that'll be... And we didn't sign one under Atkins because he only signed like three players, so it would have been a Clough signing. He didn't really sign foreign players neither, though, did he?
0: No, we're not used to it. Um,
1: Wow, yeah. I'll look into this after. That's a really (laughs) interesting comment. I I can't think of... I really can't think of... No.
0: Off the top of my head, no. Um, Who was somebody else? Uh, I asked for help on the pronunciation and... uh, Someone told me that it was Les Musset.
1: Les Musset, yeah. Because
0: Brexit means Brexit, which I really enjoy. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's that's still to be confirmed. But um, hopefully hopefully that one comes off because um, I think it will be – well, I don't know. i, I certainly, uh, certainly give enough um, respect and trust in the, uh, yeah, as I say, the manager to uh, to have made a good call on that one. It doesn't feel like – You know, I mean, we've still got a couple of weeks left of the transfer window anyway, so it's not like we're... Yeah,
1: I have heard a few people say it's a panic buy. I don't think it's a panic buy. I think we may have moved on from one of his targets. He might not be the first-choice target, but I certainly don't think... It's not a Michael Higdon situation when we signed him a few days before the season watching a YouTube video, you know?
0: Exactly that. Yeah, If, if, you know, the deadline was tomorrow or today or something, then I think that's a more legitimate concern, but... I do think we will probably sign at least one more striker, to be right, honest, great. Um, great. Which, which brings us on to uh, the next section of the podcast. So, yeah, I thought this would be uh, a good thing to do now that things are starting to kind of take shape in, in pre-season. Uh, we're going to rate the, I guess, rate the squad um, by position in terms of how Premier League ready we think the squad is. So it's not saying is this, you know, if we give something 10 out of 10, it's not like, well, this is the greatest group of midfielders in the whole Premier League. It's just how, how ready are we for the, the season ahead based on, I don't know, based on, I think, reasonable expectations for the season, which is presumably to try and survive. So, yeah, we're going to do position by position and just give a, a quick out of 10 rating, uh, a little bit of discussion as well, I think. And, uh, yeah, we can we we'll revisit them in a few weeks, I guess. I think it'll help us kind of uh, identify where we think more investment is needed. So i think uh, obviously best place to start and uh we can address some of the other kind of off-field stuff that's been going on this week as well is is goalkeeper um we currently only have two uh and one is a 18 year old i think marcus dewhurst um simon moore is is currently uh number one goalkeeper he played last night against burton and uh batiste as well um Dean Henderson, we're all here waiting for him to sign, and uh, he's off to Singapore with Manchester United. Which is I can't
1: work out what's happening there. I can't a work bit of a out. Ball.
0: So, am I right in thinking that Henderson's contract with Manu ends next season, and he's currently in negotiation for another one? I believe.
1: I, I, you could be right with that. I, I can't confirm that. I, I think. I'm
0: not... I think that is right. I'm sure I read that earlier. Um, yeah. In which case, uh, I kind of. Get that he wouldn't join us on loan just yet because presumably um, Manuel want Manu won't want to send a player out on loan who uh, his contract's about to expire. So yeah. yeah, it's a bit weird to be like, fly to Singapore, please, and we'll sort your contract out there. That's it's what
1: like- I don't understand. I don't understand why he's had to go. I think they've got five goalkeepers in Singapore. the at, at Man United, yeah, I-, I can't understand why he's had to go over there to sign a contract. But you know, I, I don't know how it works. Who, who knows?
0: I think it's- he will still
1: sign for us on loan. Um, Yeah, I'm confident. I just think it's gone on for a ridiculous amount of time.
0: It has a little bit. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just it still makes perfect sense that he would come back here. To be honest, I mean, does it concern you? uh, Let's say this drags on for a couple more weeks. Does that concern you?
1: I think if we've not got in, yeah, the week before the season or something like that, we are going to have to look elsewhere. We can't go into. I mean, I'll give you my rating for the goalkeeper thing while we're at this. In fact. I'd, I'd give it a five out of ten. The goalkeeping situation. I think Moore's able backup. You know, I th- don't think Henderson missed a game last season. If Henderson comes back in, as long as he doesn't get a long-term injury or anything like that, I'm okay with Moore playing two games against Manchester United. You know, because yeah. obviously Henderson won't be able to play. But I think if it's dragging on to, to you know a week before, we can't risk going into a season with Simon Moore as number one and Dewhurst as the backup. I, I don't, I don't, I, when would you start getting worried? <laughs>
0: Um, I would be worried if uh if if there's no like I feel like there's still an understanding behind the scenes that this is gonna happen. I mean I'm pretty sure Wilder mm-hmm. actually referred to it in an interview um last week when they were in Portugal. So yeah. in ter- if if uh Henderson is definitely coming, then it doesn't really bother me too much if he doesn't actually get here until like
1: No, you know, yeah. It's not before. as if he needs to fit into the system or I'll exactly, meet the players yeah. or anything. So yeah.
0: Um, So, yeah, it doesn't worry me that he's missing our friendlies or anything like that because, yeah, he played behind that defence for 46 games last season. But, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a 4 out of 10 on the goalkeeping department as it stands because I like Simon Moore. I think he's a, you know, decent championship goalkeeper, definitely good enough to start for a championship team team. but I yeah, I, I think that would be an area of weakness if, if we have Simon Moore starting in the Premier League every week. Would so. you be
1: are you okay with him starting the couple of games next season if you know again obviously he'll have to start two against Manchester United, presuming yeah. Henderson and, comes back? I think he's okay for games. I think of game.
0: so. I definitely don't want us to sign more than one goalkeeper. Uh, no. To I, I just think he's a good backup and a backup, you know, should be expected to play a couple of games and not give you like uh, a massive drop off in ability, and I, I think that's a, a fair summary of where he's at. I mean, doing more, I was thinking about this earlier. How, how old do we reckon he is? Is he 29 maybe? Is he into his 30s? Yeah. No, he's 29, yeah. So he's yeah, you fairly young um for a keeper. He is, yeah. He's still got a good few years. Yeah, he, you know, we probably haven't even seen the best of him, but that might not be with us, and yeah, maybe championship is, is his level. I was surprised but... last
1: season, he signed a new contract, obviously, didn't he, last season? So he's, yeah. he's you know, I think West Brom were allegedly interested in him. So I'm surprised he signed it, but you know, I think he's. Wilder often mentioned him last season, how good he'd been in the dressing room and things. Mm. I think it's easy to overlook how hard that must be when not only have you got your number two goalkeeper, your your number one goalkeeper has been taught. You know, he got such a huge publicity last season, Henderson. Mm. He must feel a little bit, you know, sort of left out and. He was obviously part. He's still part of the the squad that came up from League One and things. And I think, yeah, real a, a proper professional. I think he, he definitely deserves a shout out.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, we we talked about that at the end of last season. Actually, you know, the influence that he, yeah. that Moore will have had over Henderson, particularly in those kind of rocky moments that Henderson had. You know, the Villa away, the the Leeds mistake at home, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I I definitely want us to hang on to Moore. Um, and yeah, I'd be absolutely fine with him playing a few games, but uh, I think it would be. It would be a problem if he was our number one i would i'd like us to yeah get henderson on loan have more as a backup get Dewhurst out um give him a seasons loan somewhere uh, in like league one or league two i think and let him get some actual minutes under his belt as well that's my ideal i think um yeah let's move on to to center backs then what's your what's your what's your rating for our center back situation at the moment
1: i've gone for an i didn't want to go for an eight or a nine I've gone for an eight mm. Uh, what about yourself
0: I've gone for a nine I'm I'm almost uh as happy as I could be with our centre-back position without us having like you know Sergio Ramos or Virgil <laughs> or something like that I think this is actually probably the strongest area of our whole team I mean it, I, it, I agree with that. it, it arguably it. was last season as well obviously with all the uh all the clean sheets um you know that wasn't just down to Henderson being good if anything it was probably more down to the uh central defense um yeah, I think we have uh you know, a good range of cover here. Jagielka Elka gives us another player there, obviously, so uh Basham, Egan and O'Connell were fantastic last season. I I don't doubt that um at least two of those will be fine in the Premier League. I think O'Connell yeah. will actually be a star. Um my only area of concern I would have given this a ten out of ten if we had a uh competent backup for O'Connell. Um, and you could say that Ender Stevens would be that backup, but we don't have a specialist left-sided central defender in case something happened to O'Connell. Um, it potentially would be Kean Brian, but as I say, the yeah. you know the evidence is that he is away off that yet. Yeah. Obviously, Joel Lynch was one that was kind of uh, I don't know what's happened to Joel Lynch. Was he just trained? Yeah, that's
1: a good minutes? point. That actually, yeah, I'm not.
0: it just seems to disappear. Yeah, I'm not
1: sure. Obviously, he's not played a single minute, has he? Of the of the two friendlies, uh,
0: he's not even been on the bench. I don't think.
1: No, he's not that's right. Yeah, yes. he's not. Yeah, so I don't I don't think we'll be looking at signing him. The reason I went for an A is the the same thing as you said with the the cover. And I don't know still if we have a, a like for like for Basham. That's a good point. That, I, I'm I'm only sort of, you know, I know it's not going to be the same in the division. We're not going to be piling forward against Manchester City and stuff, but it's interesting to see that Jagielka's played on the right-hand side of defense, hasn't he, in the in the friendly. I don't know about last night to be honest, but Yeah,
0: he, he did, yeah, but he, he didn't get forward.
1: This is what I mean. I, I don't know if he's going to give us that same sort of width and that overlapping thing, but I'm being really, really picky by saying that to be honest. Yeah,
0: I think that's fair. Yeah, that is that is something we're lacking in at I don't know, I, I had an inkling that we would be trying to sign um, a Basham replacement, for want of a better word. You know, a, a younger version of Basham who can... Yeah, you know, I'm
1: glad you said that, so I, th- I was going to say that I thought I might get pelters for it. No, 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 <laughs> I
0: absolutely absolutely love Bash, but he is now 30. And, you know, we, yeah. we're already seeing, you know, we're trying to almost address some of the areas where we have um, ageing key players. So, I mean, you know, Luke Freeman could be uh, the next Mark Duffy, that kind of thing. You know, Morpah mm-hmm. would have been... Um, more pay rather would or uh, would have been you know the the ideal like for like for sharp further down the line I think so yeah, yeah. I, I can still see it's such a
1: strange position though for what Bash plays it is almost like the Basham role yeah so.
0: uh, that's that's why yeah that that's why I think we will try and sign someone to, to do it though but it'll be somebody who has like the raw physical talents to do it. And the idea is that they will develop into the role over you yeah. know the next season or two. So, I can
1: see it being another one of those signings where people say, "Why have we signed him?" You know, yeah. but have you, Wilder will have had a plan to.
0: I think you know I to think, be the next Basham. Watch the space on that one. I, that won't surprise me at all if we're in the market for that kind of player. Um, moving on to the wing backs, so I split them by position uh, by side because I think that makes sense. So, uh, right wing backs, I've gone for seven out of ten. Um, you know we we have cover there I guess with uh obviously it's Freeman and Baldock and then Basham can sort of play there I have concerns about him doing that in the Premier League. Oh yeah big um, time. So. But yeah I, I'm I'm okay with this. I I don't think they are brilliant. It's it's weird. They were very very Freeman is like freakishly effective attacking wise. Like if you look at any of these kind of um charts that come out showing things like Basically, key passes that create chances or, or goals, or crosses that lead to chances. Freeman's like this massive outlier among all sort of defenders. Yeah. He's absolutely amazing at it. Um, but fitness-wise, I'm not so sure. I mean, I, you know, some people are saying he looks pretty lean at the moment, so maybe he's, he's getting there. Baldock, I think, has the like, um, I think he has the sort of uh, the raw attributes to play in the Premier League. You know, very athletic, comfortable on the ball, knows our system, but. His his output last season was, was not great, I think, from the amount of kind of uh usage he gets in attacking areas. So but you know, overall I, I don't think it's uh I don't think it's a we must strengthen kind of area. I think I am happy enough with that. So I'd go seven out of ten.
1: I've got exactly the same and pretty much exactly the same what you've said. I think we've got they're both so different, aren't they, as fullbacks, Freeman yeah. and Baldock. Very, very different. I I don't trust Freeman for a full season there or anything like that, but I do think he could. He, do, he does have more quality in the final third, as you said, than Baldock. But Baldock has got that engine up and down, which we'll probably need a lot more than we'll need Freeman. I don't think that's fair to say. No,
0: I think that is very fair to say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, you know, the one thing with Baldock is his athleticism means he gets dribbled past very, very rarely. So he is, you know, mm. he is a much more solid defender. I think. Um,
1: which we'll probably need. I would have thought more next season. I think
0: so. Yeah. What? Uh, what about on the other side?
1: Well, this is weird because I've gone. I've gone for seven again, be, mainly because of how good I think Stevens will be. That's... I think all we need is a backup. I don't. I think with the right wing back, that's a position that, in time, is probably somewhere we are going to need to improve. I think left wing back. All we really need is a backup that's not Marvin Johnson.
0: Yeah. No, I've, <laughs> I've I've gone for the same seven out of ten for exactly the same reason because Ender Stevens is better than George Bullock or Kieran Freeman. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. And you know, there's there's no reason to think he can't play 38 games because he's basically played you know more or less every minute of the last two seasons. Um, you know, he seems to be getting you know fitter and better with with every passing season. Hopefully, we'll see that this year as well. Yeah, to be honest, I had a little bit of a stinker last night against Burton. He did really? he did get an assist for Sharp's goal, which is a good cross, but. There were a, a couple of terrible ones in the second half, which uh, I think one cleared the stand, which admittedly is not a huge achievement at, um, at Burton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, seven out of ten, and um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we have a backup at all at the moment, do we? Unless we again, no, you're it's expecting a, Brian I think, to it,
1: like that. say, it Brian again. Yeah, but I can't. I just can't see him. I just can't see him being here next year. I think no. he will be out on loan. So I'm, I'm I mean, Ben Osborne's obviously linked, isn't he? he oh can play yes,
0: it. of course. Yeah, that that actually would. Would bump us up, I think, because he sounds. I mean, we could talk if we do sign him. We'll talk about in more detail. Yeah, yeah, he sounds like the kind of player that can slot into multiple positions. Um, yeah, in that kind of area. Um, what about midfield? I'm, I'm curious to know how you feel about this. So we we'll, we'll this do, is
1: go ahead. Sorry, it's interesting. I've gone for a out of ten. More about yourself, if you.
0: I'm a nine
1: because a nine. Th- You're more positive than I am. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but go on. I'll let you go first.
1: Well, I think. In terms of attacking midfielders, we've gone from basically relying completely on Duffy into uh, an absolute, you know, embarrassment of riches, really, and that relatively, position. yeah. We you can have Freeman there, you can have Robinson there. Obviously, McGoldrick can even play there. Obviously, you still got Duffy. Morrison can play there. It's, it's ridiculous, really. How we've gone from. I thought the first season we came back in the championship. If Duffy didn't play well, United didn't seem to play well because there wasn't much creativity outside of Duffy in that midfield. Yeah. My only issue is. Yeah, I think we're asking a lot for Lundstrom. I know he's been brilliant in the last two friendlies, but I think it's a, a massive ask to ask him to step up to the Premier League when he's had he had such a, a little impact, you know, mm. low impact in the Championship. And my old, my other concern is who replaces Norwood if he if he gets a long term injury. Mm.
0: That's a, but a good point, yeah.
1: That's the only. I, again, I'm looking at the the downside of things like that. We were re- obviously played with a hernia, didn't he? A hernia last season. He was, sorry. yeah, for the whole second half yeah. of the season. Which is ridiculous when you, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, I think. I mean, I can only imagine if, if Norwell does get injured, we're going to be looking at putting Lundstrom in there or maybe yeah. Basham. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that's a big, big ask for yeah for those two players in the Premier League. I
0: think I've probably gone a bit high there. I think I guess I guess I was thinking a bit of like you know do I feel like we need to sign another player there? But actually, you make a very good point. And yeah, I mean you know Lundstrom only played like half an hour last night. It was. <laughs> think with Lundstrom is he? He always I don't know he, he he looks very. He's always wanting to get on the ball, which I I like. You know he yeah. he he comes on immediately, kind of takes takes charge of the situation. But you know he wasn't uh, he wasn't like ridiculously good or anything like that i can't say he really did anything wrong particularly but yeah i think he could i think he could do that norwood role but i would it would be a big step down i'd be stunned if it wasn't to be honest but yeah Yeah. the the only other area i was kind of thinking of is you know do we need this this midfield destroyer type player um and this is where norwood is actually more effective than people tend to think you know yeah exactly all his defensive numbers are generally like really really positive in terms of you know interceptions tackles yeah picking up the ball in uh, He's very good areas. at
1: little fouls as well yeah. <laughs> you know these little sort of which which he he might get a booking for but it's worth it you know yeah
0: definitely um so yeah i, I wondered if we might need because uh, we we ended up using Basham in that kind of role last season in a couple of games didn't we you know like uh, yeah. leads away for example um uh, another one that's just slipped my mind there but um yeah i i don't know I, i'm not sure if we will but it's it's kind of like do we do we do we need that kind of leroy fur type player you know, he was one that a few people have said. You know, maybe that's somebody we should try and sign. But yeah, yeah, not sure. But overall, I think that's um, it's quite a strong area of the team. I think. I mean, and
1: again, just... I think, I think, yeah, I think if we can keep them all fit, I yeah. think we're fine. It's just that you know, I, I do worry about that sort of Norwood position if, if if he does get injured for a a, a decent amount of time.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we finish with the forwards. So I am a six out of ten on this one because, uh, yeah, I think I'd probably be. I don't know. I'm not sure where I'd be if we hadn't signed Callum Robinson, but suddenly mm. this feels like we it's getting into shape. Um, you know, I, I'm fairly confident in predicting that McGoldrick will do pretty well in the Premier League. Yeah, I think I agree. Sharp will score goals in the Premier League because we'll keep playing the way that we play. I mean, you know, even last night, I'm not sure Sharp touched the ball for the first 20 minutes or so, and then suddenly it's in the back of the net. And yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll we'll face t- uh, tougher opposition than uh, Burton, but you know i think i think he'll get chances from the way that we play and he'll finish them off because that's what he does he's very good at finishing and being in the right place mm. so it you know i would definitely be worried if we went into the season with just those two fortunately robinson is an option uh, Mousse is another option and then you know if we if we add one of these uh, much rumoured players from the championship mm. Uh then, I think that becomes a an eight or nine out of ten, and suddenly we have yeah you know we have like four or five serious options to play up front. I'm not saying any of these players are gonna absolutely you know set fire to the Premier League or anything like that, but you know we're trying to survive here, we don't even need to score that many goals if we score no. if we score fifty goals, we'd probably stay up, I think you know slightly more than like about one and a half goals a game so we don't need a 20 goal a season striker we need a couple of players to score 12 or 13 goals between them basically
1: yeah i agree i think that i mean i've gone for a five based not based on set signing yeah yeah. So. Uh, just at this particular moment uh just as it stands obviously and we all know that that is the one if we're going to spend big money it's going to be on strikers i i I don't want to tempt fate, but I do think we'll get another striker in alongside Moussa as well, whether it's McBurney, hopefully. But I, I do think there'll be another big signing in there, and it that could end up weirdly enough in just a couple of signings being maybe the strongest area of the team. Yeah, because we have that many. I think last season Hogan and Medine didn't add much in terms of goals, but that the impact those two had, particularly Medine, I thought was probably the the balance shifted from being in the playoffs and uh, going automatic. I don't know if you agree with that.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely do. I mean, you know, I think, yeah, I think it, the the business we did in January was nothing but a great success because it, it allowed us to rotate and rest players yeah. and, yeah, that that all kind of helps towards the end. Of the I think they
1: only got four goals between them, Ogan and Medin, which... Sounds awful. You you talking about moveset stats and stuff like that. That sounds awful. But the impact, like as I say, particularly Medine, yeah, made just for coming on or having that other option in different games. I think that was the reason we ended up getting automatic promotion.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. So yeah, there's there's work to be done there. Um, but overall, I I feel I feel that kind of paints a picture that we're in quite a good place. I think from the the whole squad. I mean, let's assume that we do indeed sign Henderson on loan. That sort of goalkeeper, we're comfortable with centre backs. Um, Some cover at wing back would be nice, but you know that's Mm -hmm. where somebody like Ben Osborne would address. Um, Ben
1: Osborne could play midfield as well. Thinking about it, So maybe that could be another cover in there for for Fleck.
0: And um, yeah, we'll have if we if we did sign Henderson on loan, there is another Premier League loan that we could have as well potentially. Very true. I keep forgetting about that actually. Yeah, Yeah, which you would you would probably think is you know because there's only two loans possible would we'll probably be somebody who you know would reasonably expect to be playing first team football like maybe not every single game but mm. you know you kind of expect that to be the case so maybe that'll be where your kind of fourth or fifth forward comes from to be honest
1: that's, that's a. Good, i've never you know yeah i've never obviously people aren't going to let the the players out unless they're playing that, that's that's going to be a really interesting sign and i do i think we will make it i think it be stupid not to make it yeah maybe so that not. could be a, a you know a an upgrade, a, you know. You're talking about Basham or the, mm. uh, the right wing back position, or as you say, it could be a forward.
0: Yeah, what's what's Reece James up to these days at Chelsea? His he's injured. I think he's injured, got he? a
1: bad injury. I think he's going to be out for the first couple of months of the season. Uh, I, I read. That's a
0: shame. I knew I knew he'd injured his ankle, but I didn't know it was. Uh, that'd be no. perfect,
1: wouldn't it? Yeah, he was the one. As soon as we got promoted, right, signing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get
0: him snapped up. Yeah. Um, nice one, but yeah, we're pretty good place, I think. Um, we've got more. For, uh, who do we play on Saturday? I can't remember. Northampton, Northampton that, yeah. Saturday, and then it's uh, Chelsea on Tuesday, which I'm going to as well. So that's good. The, the last time I went to Chesterfield for uh, it was for a pre season friendly, and Mr. David Brooks absolutely oh yes, it's yeah. scored a wonder goal. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna try and get to that. Cause I think there's an extra thousand tickets, are they, or something they I are, read. So yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna try and get to that one. Um, I'd work silly hours, you see. So <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna try and uh, wangle it round. So
0: yeah, I, I would guess that'll be closer to. Um, you know, first team. I guess a settled first team because it's our penultimate friendly, um, and then we're only uh, a couple of weeks out from the actual start of the season, then as well. So
1: yeah, well, I think Wilder said yesterday the next few games is going to be more. You know, the the plays it's not going to be a, a full change around at our time or anything like that. So we, have we got Barnsley as well the week after that? Yeah, that's
0: that's the last friendly. Yeah, that's, that's lot, the last. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, game. Um, So yeah, stuff stuff's happening. I feel like. I don't know. I, I don't know how much how much belief to put in some of these supposed in the know people uh, <laughs> on various forums, but it I, I I do kind of feel like we're probably going to make a few more signings. And I have to say, you know, there was that stupid like oh the budget is twenty million kind of thing, which has been uh, blown substantially out of the water already. It, it feels like um, yeah, we we may have more transfer budget than I think even the most hopeful of us. Um, believed I suppose so
1: yeah that, that, that... yeah are, I don't know where that 20 million thing came from but it's obviously a lot of rubbish isn't it
0: yeah I mean the the fact we're willing to essentially uh gamble up to 10 million on uh on Musa suggests that we're you know in a position where we can take that gamble where it's and uh... I think
1: Wilder's Wilder's interviews him so I I think he's the sort of manager to show frustration I, I really do think he'd you know, if he wasn't getting the deals over the line, or wasn't Definitely. getting, uh, the, you know, the backing that he thought, and the interviews, he seems really confident about getting the plays through. We he obviously he's not going to get everyone, but yeah, I don't, I can understand why people think that the, the Muset Muset you know, for ten million is a panic buy. I can see why people would going down that route, thinking we've missed out on our other targets. But I don't think that's the case at all. No,
0: me neither.
1: Um, right,
0: uh, I think that's everything then. Unless there's anything else, Blades related to cover. Have we got everything? No, I'm
1: just lo- I'm just looking now, Mick John will do my uh, final thing on Twitter. Uh just to see like if anyone's signed and so far we're okay. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh what are we on, it's Wednesday today, isn't it? So uh hopefully hopefully some more news. Oh, we should probably address the fact that we said last week that we didn't believe that Steve Bruce would leave Sheffield Wednesday and go to um my
1: friend uh, actually said he listened to the podcast a couple of days ago because he didn't get time to do it, and he said, yeah, you were both wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> we both basically said, uh, you know, we, we can't see it happening.
0: I still sort of can't see it happening, even though it's happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. I've got another friend who put a, a bet on someone else to get the job yesterday, the French guy, who, uh, because I think he was just like, surely you know, he's not actually going to go to Newcastle, but there he is.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm stunned by that, and uh, yeah, it's... I think it's
1: good news for us. I mean, I don't want to again. I, I, it was getting that close to the season. I don't want to start saying things that you know backfire against me, but I think it's good news for us in in terms of Newcastle.
0: Yeah, I mean, swapping Benitez for Steve Bruce. I mean, yeah, as a United fan, I'll take that all day.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think would. I, I think Wednesday fans massively overrated him in the first place. Yeah, the, how he's ended up at Newcastle, I I really don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's why I. I didn't believe it because i was like surely why on earth would newcastle want to hire him as their manager um i I just couldn't wrap my head around it but it's newcastle they operate in a um a Mm. sphere of mild insanity at the moment Well, i think there's
1: us two thinking that as well as sixty-five thousand other newcastle fans yeah
0: yeah but as you say hopefully that will uh you know actually actually work quite well for us in terms of uh league position um Nice one, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, where can uh, people check out your stuff? It's
1: uh, www.royesviewfrom.com or follow me on Twitter at Panchero. Great stuff.
0: And, uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be some
1: uh, some views from various other clubs
0: of new players signing in the next couple of days as well. So, yeah, watch, watch this space, I think, on that one.
1: Definitely, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Nice one. All right, I'll uh, I'll catch up with you later.
1: Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers.